Super Duty Tough Work. Y'all know what time it is. The most infamous podcast on planet Earth. Back again. I guess this is going to end up being a Christmas edition. Yeah. By the time this hits the streets. Uh-huh. You know, week of Christmas. You know, mm-hmm. so if you're listening to this the week of Christmas, you know, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you. Happy Hanukkah and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate, you know. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, we... uh. You know, then when you're sitting around with your family doing tests of strengths at the table, you know, the <laughs> festivus, you know, keep it peaceful. Keep it peaceful this holiday season. Yeah. We are here, myself, Printmatic, my illustrious co-host, The Logic. You know, we're doing this hip-hop podcasting thing that we've been doing for a minute. Y'all mm-hmm. know how we give it up. And, uh, you know, just happy to be here doing it again. The Logic, how you doing today, sir? I'm good, man. You know, I've um I broke out of my slump, you know, been, been making some beats, you nice. know what I'm saying? Nice. Getting uh getting my my synthesizer game up, you okay. know. Okay. Okay. So, I'm That's I'm I'm, I'm feeling about. good, man. I'm happy again. Hey. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to make beats again. Like Let's for go. a long time I wasn't I wasn't I just wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? My mind wasn't there, you know, and once I cleaned up my studio and set, mm-hmm. and forced myself to sit in here you know, I've been making joints, so I got some um, I got some things planned for next year. I think okay. I'm gonna take a page out of Cryptic's book. Yeah. Um, maybe do a beat a day. Shout out know. to Cryptic One, by the way. Shout out Cryptic One. Maybe do a beat a day. I might. I, I, my That's time, a tough though. challenge. That's a tough. It's a challenge. tough challenge. Yeah, I, I might. I might have maybe a beat a week. You know. What I'm saying? Look, that's all I can commit to on the low. Yeah. One a week, man. I'm I'm happy. Like. Yeah. Because it, it, it's more than just making the beat. Right. You know how it is. You make the beat. You got to fucking set up the camera. You got to sequence mm-hmm. it. You got to make it fit in the format. The one yeah. minute, you know, editing, yeah. exporting, yeah. scheduling. So it's more than one beat. It's a little more than that on our side. You know what I mean? Yeah. The yeah. guys who just and, make beats are lucky. Yeah. And, you know, working full time job. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. That yeah. makes it a lot more difficult to do all of that with the making the video and, yeah. you know, and making the beat. And, you know, so I don't know if I'm going to do a beat a day. I might, you know, yeah. I might do a, do one a week. Have to keep the lights on, bro. Gotta yeah. keep the lights on. Facts. <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, man, good. You know, nice. Family nice. good. Everybody good. Hell, yeah. Yeah, I had a I had a couple few days where I was just beasting on the beats. Made, like, mm. 22 or 23 beats in like three days i was just like seven six eight you know i was just like kicking ass the last two days though awful awful (laughs) i ain't even saved nothing (laughs) this you know you making some trash when you don't even press the save button Right, right. You, you're like, nah. Like, there's <laughs> nothing redeemable about this. Nothing. The drums ain't good. No. The sample, nope. nope. My it chords can't even ain't be sounding outro. right. Like, <laughs> man, a good outro? No. Interlude? No. Nah, nope. nothing. <laughs> Not even nothing. interlude material. So, you got to get rid of it. So, I, I I went through about six or seven beats the last two days that were just not even savable. Wow. So, uh, we'll see. I'm going to try it again tonight. Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow. But that's the thing about music, man. Sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't, man. Yeah. And uh when you got it, you gotta keep going. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, these things do come to an end. So today, 
today we're talking about some hip hop shit today. Hip hop shit. You know, um, today's topic is about the Grammys mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the annual controversy we have around the Grammys and hip hop. But this week, you know, last week it took an interesting turn as, you know, Karis won. Said he wasn't going. He wasn't participating in the 50 year hip hop stuff, you know, celebration mm-hmm. that they were having on the Grammys this year. And uh, it's been a very polarizing topic uh, amongst those uh, within the hip hop community. I'm not sure people outside of the hip hop community really are tripping either way. Right, right. But within it, it has launched a debate between artists. I've seen them on Facebook. I've seen them on Twitter. Some saying, yeah, he writes. Some saying, nah, that's wrong. You know, this is what I would do. This is how they should handle it. And, uh, you know, today, what we're going to do is we're going to debate this topic. Mm. I think we've done this maybe once or twice before where we pick a topic. One of us will be for, one will be against it. Even though these are not necessarily how we feel in real life. Exactly. Yep. We choose opposite sides of the thing so that it can you can hear all sides of this argument Facts. and decide how you feel at home because everything isn't so black and white. And so um, in this episode, we're going to talk about was KRS-One right about the Grammys? And the logic is going to be on the side of no, he was wrong. He's going to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be on the side of he was right. And then right. we're going to we're going to launch some bullet points associated with this. And uh, it's going to be a fun time. So we will take a break and we will be right back. Word. We got you stuck off the realness. The most infamous. You heard of us. Official podcast murderers. The show comes equipped with few points to share. Grown man ideas for all those who care and want to grow. So go ahead and download every single week with a brand new episode. You're not alone in this world, cousin. So we share information and honest discussion and keep repping the culture like we supposed to. They spread gossip, but they never come closer. I can hear it inside their tone. They talk about the industry but never left their home you get laced up with bullet points and such plus empowering topics that they never would touch you can put your whole network against the team but super duty tough works the mvp most valuable podcast on mp3 priceless info but all of it's free so take these words home and think them through super duty tough work is coming at you now listening to Super Duty Tough Work with your host, Blueprint, raw and uncut, adult conversations, no shucking, no jiving, and no bullshit. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, Illogic. Yeah, this week we're talking about was Karis one right about turning down the Grammys? Hmm. Before we get this started, I'm going to read this quick article to bring everybody at home up to speed. It's from Stereo Gum, and the article is titled, Karis One Explains Why He Turned Down Grammy's 50 Years of Hip Hop Tribute. And it goes like this. The easy highlight of the 2023 Grammys was the all-star salute to 50 years of hip hop, a dazzling cavalcade of hits that drew from all across the genre's history and geography. Earlier this week, CBS aired a Grammy-produced special that expanded on that idea. 
Questlove helped put the show together, and it featured legendary names like LL Cool J, Public Enemy, Rakim, E-40, Jeezy, Nelly, Rick Ross, Big Daddy Kane, De La Soul, Cypress Hill, DJ Quick, Bun B, and Too Short, as well as DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince reunion. At least one award show that isn't scared of Will Smith. But at least one old school hip hop luminary refused to take part. KRS-One, one of the greatest rappers of all time, has long presented himself as the authentic voice of hip hop culture. He was guarding those gates when he first came to the to prominence, chastising MC Sham for perceived disrespect in the mid 80s. It was not exactly surprising that Karis One didn't take part in the show, but it's still fun to hear him lay out his thinking. Karis One aired out his grievances with the Grammys in a recent interview with Harold St. Louis. That interview has since been removed from YouTube, but TMZ has preserved the part where Karis lays it all out. I transcribed what Karis said but I'd encourage you to watch it for yourself since he's such a great orator. And this is quoting KRS-One right here. Karis says, KRS-One is a hip-hop extremist. I'm not a violent extremist. No, I'm insane with this culture. I know I must have lost my mind in this. I remember hip-hop as sacred. Others don't think of hip-hop like this. And I ain't trying to force my way on nobody, but I'm having an experience within hip-hop that's offering me health, Awareness, wealth, knowledge. I don't know what else to say. So when I got the call, I immediately saw, nah, nah. First of all, it's the Grammys. You get no respect here. None, none. You have no respect here. Now, we respect your existence. We know you exist. We know that you're the Grammys. We understand that. And we respect that, your existence. But you ignored hip hop for 49 years. At the 50th year, you want to call us? 49 years, you ignored us. The 50th year, that's when you call? You couldn't even call for 47 and gear up to at least 50. At least get us into 47. No, you wait until the 50th year to want to call hip hop's authentic teacher? Nah, you don't get that privilege. I refuse to show up. Y'all go ahead and play games with yourselves. Let's just go with what we know to be the truth. So if you're not dealing with the truth, you ain't dealing with KRS. And we know the truth. We know that hip hop is breaking and seeing graffiti art DJ. So what is all this other stuff y'all doing? So if you're going to do a hip hop 50th anniversary and you're going to call hip hop to it, you have to have hip hop there. Hip hop was not there. Rappers were there. Very respected rappers were there, but it wasn't hip hop. Because hip hop would have got on that mic and said, fuck the Grammys. You dissed us for 49 years. That would have been in a rhyme. You motherfuckers are corny. We would have had that shit going in a freestyle if that was real hip hop, but it wasn't real hop, hip hop. So let y'all go ahead and have fun at that party. You're just exploiting the culture so you could sell commercials to a gullible white audience. Mm. The end. Mm. <laughs> Tell them how you feel, Karis. What? <laughs> <laughs> Tell them why you mad, son. Tell them. What else? What else? <laughs> I say, yo. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Oh, yeah, he, so went, he went in. He, he went, went in. in. So as we said in this article, you know, we and me and the logic are gonna go back and forth about uh why he was wrong or why we think he was right. And so since I just read the article, I'm gonna defer to my brother Logic to say his first point about why he thinks Karis One is wrong. Because what he's saying isn't completely true. Okay. 
because, yeah, there has been issues with hip hop and the Grammys. Okay. But it's not like there has been no hip hop available, no hip hop presence at all for 49 years. It's not like, you know, there's been no hip hop performances on the Grammys. It's not like there's been no one that won. No one has been, you know, that the hip hop awards have not been televised over this 49 years. Like the way he's speaking, it's like they don't acknowledge hip hop at all. And it hasn't been acknowledged at all for 49 years. In the beginning, there was issues about, you know, um, the awards being televised for hip hop, so on and so forth, which is why DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, you know, boycotted when they um, were nominated for the first hip hop Grammy. That made sense. But to say that they, we've been ignored for 49 years just isn't isn't true. You know, there's there's been there's been um, tributes to record labels. There's been tributes to movements throughout the years, you know, like. It's not completely true, you know what I'm saying? So that's the main re- that's the first reason why I disagree cuz he's he's not being completely honest about it. Mm, interesting point. Interesting point. I I I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Now now I'm I'm going to hit you with some counterpoint. All right. My first reason why KRS-One is absolutely right in doing what he said and boycotting the Grammys. Because despite hip hop's participation over mm-hmm. the years, as you say, mm-hmm. there is not the awareness, the universal awareness that we think out there. So what you have now is hip hop turns 50. Every rapper under the sun starts participating. Mm-hmm. The masses are only going to look at who was on the stage. Mm-hmm. And they're going to think that everybody in hip hop is okay with everything at the Grammys because they showed up and all these luminaries showed up. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, not a single person said shit publicly about it except Mm -hmm. KRS-One. But in doing so, he created awareness around the issue that hip hop has had with the Grammys and all these other uh, things for decades. Yeah. And if everybody participates and nobody does what he does, you will never, ever be able to have a conversation about the real issue. And like you said, some people did not. I mean, you got to think we're older, right? Mm-hmm. We can remember and we are familiar with, like you're saying, when Jazzy Jeff and P- Public Enemy and, yeah. and LL and Salt and Pepper all and all of yeah. them boycotted the 1988 Grammy. We know that. Yeah. Your kids don't know that. Right. Right. The new generation don't know that hip hop has ever done it. Mm -hmm. They have no idea that it's even possible. I mean, the the generation who's like in their thirties, what have they ever boycotted? They ain't boycotted the Grammys. They don't even know. I don't even think they even know. Like the people winning awards now, hip hop artists, I would bet that 90% of them, don't even know that every hip hop artist in unison said, Hey, nope, we not going in 19. Even the people winning awards didn't show up. Yeah, true. <laughs> and so true. if KRS does not do what he just did, you can't even have a conversation about what should be done in the future because everyone looks like it makes it look like everything has always been peace. 
and it hasn't. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because there hasn't been that. Like there's been issues even with Jay Z recently has has yeah. boycotted the Grammys. You know, so it's and and if you look at other award shows like the Oscars, you know, if if we if we keep the same energy because it's been the same way with African Americans at the Oscars. Yeah. You know, do 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 my kids know the history of that? You know what I'm saying? Like how long are we going to continue to It's up to us to educate everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can't expect them to every year, you know, spout okay well we've done hip-hop wrong in these years yeah. you know let's explain what we've done wrong and if we're going to celebrate it we're going to celebrate it you know yeah. what i'm saying like that's what that's what it has to boil down to yeah i mean i think this i think every generation should revisit this conversation mm -hmm. like every group of maybe every 10 years of hip-hop artists should say hey man look we're having these conversations. We just had this conversation less than 10 years ago about uh, Macklemore and Kendrick. Did we not? Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Not a single person boycotted or spoke out other than Macklemore mm -hmm. saying, hey, you know, I want to I would rather get Kendrick should have won. Right. But didn't a single motherfucker consider just boycotting the whole institution? Mm -hmm. I think that is why uh, that is one thing that's important i understand why Karis did it from that perspective because he let people know boycotting is an option you don't have to validate this institution yeah there has to be two sides you know yeah. both sides need to be represented right right so that's my number one what's your number yeah. two reason sir number two is that the grammys celebrate music like Expecting the Grammys to have, you know, representation of graffiti and representation of, you know, every element is unrealistic because it's a it's a celebration of music. So you're going to have the musical element of it. There were DJs and there were MCs. That is the musical element of hip hop. So expecting the saying that hip hop wasn't there gives gives the artists who were there. And the artists who pioneered the things that they've done, it it kind of it kind of minimizes them. Mm. And saying that that's not hip hop, yeah, it's not all of hip hop. It's not the entire culture, but you're dealing with an institution that celebrates music. So the part that that institution celebrates was very well represented there. So again, I say, how are you going to expect the Grammys to, you know, recognize? Freaking graph writers. You know what I'm saying? Like, like phase two ain't going to get an award, get a Grammy because he's a, you know what I'm saying? Because he's a fucking graph writer. You know, Crazy Legs isn't necessarily going to get a Grammy because he's a, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a musical institution. So having the musical element is what that institution is going to celebrate, which makes sense to me. Like expecting the Grammys to have the entire, you know, culture there. I mean, it would have been nice. But it's understandable why they are celebrating the musical element because it's a musical institution. You know, there's mad parts of other genres of music as well. And if they celebrate those genres, they're not going to celebrate every part of that culture. They're going to celebrate the musical element because that's what they do. That's what the Grammys are. Excellent point, my brother. Excellent point. My counterpoint would be 
there are more musical elements to hip hop than just rapping. Mm-hmm. Beatboxing. Yeah. You know what I mean? DJing. But there was some beatboxing there, though. There was some beatboxing there, though. Okay. Because, like, yeah. the, the graffiti, good point. But there mm-hmm. are other musical things that, you know what I'm saying, hip hop does bring to the table and other elements that Karis is talking about. Um, but that's a good point. You know, I mean, my my thing, too, is like, I get what he's saying. Like, if you're going to call it this after all these years, you should at least represent what hip hop is. And it's, you know what I'm saying, to show that you care, I guess. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, I, I get what he's saying. You know what I mean? But it's it's like, hey, man, that institution has never been able to do that. Yeah. And I don't even know I, if they care enough to, to to do that shit. Like they're just, yeah, I don't yeah. know if they care. So yeah, so that's so here's my number two defense of why Karis did what he won, because without saying anything directly, what Karis does by boycotting and pointing out the shortcomings of the Grammys for hip hop, what he's indirectly doing is showcasing the greatness of hip hop Mm -hmm. by saying, despite this large institution never truly fucking with us, hip hop has become a worldwide phenomenon. Mm -hmm. It has become the the top selling genre for however many decades of music. It has become the the musical genre of multiple generations now Mm -hmm. who grew up on it and that's the, what they know. Like the previous generations grew up on soul and rock. That was their their youth. Hip hop has become this. Hip hop is now corporate. Hip hop is from the streets to the offices. Hip hop is everywhere in every commercial. It's literally everywhere. The slang, the, despite this institution that all of these motherfuckers are holding to the highest esteem, ready to jump on stage and do whatever it asks. Uh, when they call every 50 years, we don't need them. Mm-hmm. We never needed them. I think that's KRS-One's biggest, that's what he's kind of saying indirectly. It's not just fuck the Grammys. It's look what we've become without the fucking Grammys. Mm-hmm. Look what we've become despite the Grammys. Because when he when he's, when I read it and when I heard about it, I was like, you know what? It made me think of all these uh genres that are more uh have been more accepted over the years given their impact you know what mm-hmm. i mean cuz like you look at hip hop versus rock over the years what has more impact right. hip hop been kicking yeah. rock's ass at least for the last 20 years easily you know what i mean and so and that's in pretty much every fucking category i mean you have some mm-hmm. blips but hip hop been kicking rock's ass for a long time but it's not represented proportionally on the award shows like that true you know what i mean and so that's been done despite the validation of these mainstream things. And so I think that's what he's saying. And I think, I think that to me, that's what I took away from it. One thing, and I think that's kind of important because there are some people, you and I, we underground rappers, mm-hmm. we know our, our lane, we know what we for, we know what we against, but the average person is just going to go along with whatever the biggest thing is. Yeah. And they're going to assume that if that big institution ain't validated it, for example, if you've never won a Grammy, Mm -hmm. you're not legit. 
or the way that artists who do win Grammys, they're now known as Grammy award winning artist fill in the blank. Karis one is now saying we don't need that validation. We don't need to put Grammy in front of our shit to, to be uh, authentic, to be validated because hip hop has done all this shit without it. So why should we kowtow and participate in this shit now? That's what I think he said. <laughs> I mean, rant. I feel that. I, I, I feel that. But, you know, would there's va- validation is nice. Yeah. It's not necessary all the time. But shit, if I am the best at something, give me my fucking award for it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I don't need it. I yeah. don't necessarily need it. But the fact that there's an award available, yeah. I want my fucking award because I put the work <laughs> in to get that fucking award. It's like if, you know, fucking LeBron plays the best, you yeah. know, or whoever plays the best. Steph Curry plays the best out of the year. Yeah, I don't need an MVP award at the end yeah. of the year to validate that I played well. <laughs> give me my motherfucking give me my, motherfuck- <laughs> give me my MVP. Give me my give me my trophy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? <laughs> For real though, why not? Nah, that's the realest shit you ever said. That's real though. I want my trophy too, bro. I need, yeah. that. I need that. Come on, give man. me that. Give me like, yeah, shit. I don't need your. I don't need your validation at all. Cause I know who I am, and I the the people, especially with hip hop, the people tell us who we are. You know what I'm saying? The people tell us that they love us. We don't need their validation, no. But the yeah. fact that it's there, yeah, and it's there for the taking. Give me that shit. <laughs> give me my fucking flowers, bro. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> we gonna take a break on that. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Quick announcement. Over the years, we've frequently been asked by the listeners of our show if we would ever open up our platform to the public for advertising. We've always been interested in doing it, but in the past, we never had the systems in place to make it work properly. I'm proud to announce that we are now officially accepting advertising from the public on Super Duty Tough Work. Meaning, if you are a business owner or an artist, and would like to create more awareness about your product, service, or release on our platform, we're now in a position to be able to do that. For more information, email us at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. That's superdutytoughwork at weightless.net. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you would like to promote, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible about whether it's a good fit and go from there. Thanks for your time. Back to the show. Are you an artist who has the talent to succeed but has a hard time executing? Do you have the will to win but lack the plan? Are you tired of having great ideas that never come to fruition or starting new projects but never finishing them? If you answered yes to any of these questions, reach out to me at superdutytoughwork at weightless.net to book a one-on-one coaching call. Tell me a little bit about who you are, what you're trying to do, and I'll see if I can be of service to you. Have a great day. All right, folks, we back. Super Duty Tough Work, Blueprint, Illogic. Get this man his motherfucking trophy, y'all. Stop playing with my man like that. Stop. Get this man his trophy. 
awards, flowers, and some awards. You know who we earn that shit. Right. Play with your mama. Don't play with my motherfucking award. <laughs> oh, man. Dude. So, yeah, today we're talking about was KRS one right or wrong to boycott, you know, participation in the uh, Grammys tribute. So if you're at home, I hope you're enjoying this little debate. You know, <laughs> it, it, this hopefully this is an example to people that you can debate a topic without it getting personal. You know, right. what I mean? you just talk right. about you, you say your points, you lay out your joint and you just, you know, listen, because it's, it's not black and white. Like I'm on this side of the argument, but I ain't disagree with nothing that a logic said. So far. <laughs> hey, same way. Same way. I could have done. I could have done either or. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, so it's not like we're over here, you know, getting emotional about it. And you at home, I think you should feel the same way. Like, look at these things, not as like things to divide us. But to spark conversation and hopefully understand both sides of the argument, because some people will not hear a certain side just because of who says it sometimes or maybe because they're just married to the other side or they never saw it. And so I think him doing this is great because it it sparks this kind of shit. You know what I mean? And uh, it's not just so black and white. Like there's real reasons for it and against it. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, we are now on the third reason mm-hmm. why you know was Karis one right or wrong and uh, a logic is on you sir go ahead well the one thing um milestones need to be celebrated and at the highest of levels so you know at this point musically the grammys is the highest you know level publicly of you know musical award shows and things like that because like you said you know hip-hop has done things despite not being noticed by popular society over the years we we have created something that deserves to be celebrated and at some time sometimes you just you just do so good at something that motherfuckers can't deny you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so what's wrong with being celebrated what's wrong with at least the musical part you know in this instance what's wrong with it being celebrated yeah it may be by an institution that didn't fuck with us for a long time but now they can't deny us they can't deny us at all so what's wrong with the highest musical you know um institution that we recognize celebrating a part of music i don't think it's anything wrong with that i don't think it's anything wrong with it at all because Milestones should be celebrated. Motherfuckers have blowout parties at their fiftieth. You know what I'm saying? Like Hello. when I turn fifty, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a joint. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. You know, so like it's a milestone. So why not why not celebrate it on the highest level? Why not? I think that's a great point. That's a great point. And to me, that was one of those things of like that would be the reason to do it. Mm-hmm. Out of all the other things, it's like you know we've talked about. Yeah, we want hip-hop has succeeded despite this and some people might not even realize that hip-hop is only 50 years old right when you compare it to these other genres that is it's you know competing with that are more institutionalized but yeah i i I agree with that one that's like very important not just for us other people to see like hey they need to be celebrated you know granted could have happened at 25 
Right. True. True. <laughs> I true. Think 25 was a good one. You know, kind of kind of missed an opportunity there. Right. You know, but you know, it is what it is. And so, uh, but shit, even if, 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 if they did 25, cats still would have been mad. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell <laughs> yeah. Still would have been mad. Y'all waited 24 years. Mm-hmm. Then y'all called. I couldn't yep. even start at 23 and right, warm up right. the twenties. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have been the same conversation. Same conversation. Same conversation, bro. Same conversation. You know? So yeah, that's number three. My number three reason why I think he's right is to set an example for future generations of artists. Mm. See, what KRS one has is that a lot of artists don't have is historical perspective. Mm-hmm. KRS knows what it was like when hip hop first got added to the Grammys. Yeah. These other people don't even know that hip hop wasn't a part of it for the first several years of its existence. Motherfuckers didn't even want it a part of it. Then they finally made it a part of it, and then people started winning awards. Barely. And the awards, which is always an argument, is that what the awards hip hop won was not proportional to its impact on the larger culture. That's the argument. Karis one has seen that, so he's got perspective. He got 50 years of perspective of, right. of historical proof. Like, this is how this goes. And what has happened is that every year we complain, complain, complain about the fucking Grammys. Mm-hmm. Every sure. fucking year, somebody, you know, such and such should have won a Grammy. That man, they got. God, man, I should have won a Grammy. I can't believe I ain't got no Grammy. How they choose this album over my album? How come the Grammys don't never do this for that? How could they never do all this fucking yapping? How come Macklemore won over Kendrick? Okay, but none of you motherfuckers are going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. None of you motherfuckers are going to turn down your invitation. Right. You're going you you're gonna to buy that tuxedo. You're going to be in the fuck fucking row or whatever seating they got for you. You're going to sit there and you're going to clap for everybody else. Mm-hmm. You're going to look nice. You're going to be on the walk. You're going to participate. None of you motherfuckers are going to boycott because ain't been no boycott since 1988. Right. <laughs> so what the fuck are people talking about? Who's going to set the example? The example has been set that we complain, but we don't do shit. True. That's True. the example that hip hop is set. We, we, we talk shit. We, we say shit, but if you invite us, <laughs> we could come in that thing looking nice, man. We can drive. Right, hey, right. Grammy parties. I was there. We're going to be on the gram. We're going to be, hey, it's all right now. They invited me. I got nominated with my bands over here. It's all mm-hmm. beef and squashed because I got yeah. nominated. Yeah. That's, that's the example. It's a genre that talks shit, but don't do shit. And 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 it's been since motherfucking 1988 since the genre has actually done something to 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 back up its words. Mm-hmm. Karis One is in the small minority now because it's our participation in the Grammys has been institutionalized. Mm-hmm. I hope that he's. I think he's setting an example to say to say, look, I'm one of the most prominent people in this shit of my of my era of the pioneers. I'm at the top of the list. Mm-hmm. there's no reason to ever do this kind of shit and not include me in fact I was invited mm-hmm. I was asked to be a part of it I said no how many times have we heard that from motherfuckers in the last 20 years I can't recall Yeah, I ain't true. heard nobody say it 
That's true. Motherfuckers, either they, they quietly feel salty about it or they loudly feel salty about it, but they never say, I got invited. I said, fuck y'all. <laughs> right, right, right. He's setting an example. <clears throat> yeah. And maybe, maybe it doesn't even touch him. Maybe he's not the one to spark uh, the, 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 the masses of hip hop artists on that level to, 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 to stand up for what they believe instead of just crying all the time. But him doing it lets people know, other artists know that it's okay to not embrace these institutions that you know don't have your best uh, interest in mind just for a paycheck or just for some pub, just for a little thing. Like you don't have to get in bed with people that you don't want to or compromise what you feel is, you know, your values. I think mm -hmm. that's an example that had to be set. Who's setting it? The Kendrick ain't said it. Jay-Z ain't said it. Nas ain't said it. Like who's uh, Drake ain't saying I ain't going. Fuck the Grammys. Mm -hmm. Kanye ain't said fuck that. I ain't going. Like who are the biggest artists in hip hop? They're not saying fuck the Grammys. And so I, I mean, somebody got to say it. And I think that he set an example by saying it. I, I, I agree. But if you're going to be in, be all the way in. Like, my thing is record labels do worse than the Grammys have ever done to us. Oh, that's fast. As, is, is KRS putting out albums independently? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, are, 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 are these cats that are complaining about the Grammys, are they still signing record labels? They still got record contracts? They still in that machine that has fucked us over countless years, just black people in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to be in, be all the way in. If you're going, if you're going to complain about one institution, then you have to have that same energy across the board. And last time I checked, probably lately KRS is putting out stuff independently, but he's been in that machine and he still get money from that machine and he don't turn down no checks. Well, he <laughs> technically turned down this check. He did. Turn he turned down, down this check. check. Yeah, he turned down this but check. The, but there's other checks that he gets from the industry that he that he cash in. That's keeping that's keeping hip hop. You know his his hip hop drive alive. Yeah. So like, if you're gonna be in, be all the way in, bro. You can't you can't say no over here and then say yes over here and then be you know I'm ten toes down. It don't work that way. It <laughs> well, I'm gonna give you a counterpoint to that. Okay. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Does Dave Chappelle move like somebody who's all the way in the entertainment industry or someone who knows what the industry is about and moves how and, and rejects certain parts of it and takes certain parts of it? Yeah, he's he's a he's a great example. Yeah. Right? It's like true. there's some uh -huh. foul ass shit that gotta do with Hollywood. Mm -hmm. A lot of it he experienced and is why he doesn't do his show anymore, right? And has led him he don't live out there. He lived like fifty miles from us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. On a farm. <laughs> on a farm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like Dave Chappelle in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Dave Chappelle is a perfect example of someone who's who who goes the opposite of the. If you're gonna be in, you're gonna be all the way in. Mm -hmm. He was all the way in, mm -hmm. and he reached the ledge. And he, they was like, "You want to go in that door?" He got to a door, and he said, "I'm not going in that motherfucking door." He opened it, looked in it. He said, you know what, man? I'm going back, man. I'm, a, I'm cool, man. He said, you sure, man? What's inside that door, man? It's going to take you to the next level, man. Yeah. They, look at the bag in there, man. You sure you don't want to go in there? 
They start pushing him in the door. He's like, nah, nah, nah. He grabs the walls. I ain't going to this motherfucking door. <laughs> I ain't going. I ain't, I ain't going. going. No. Get off me. He called, slammed the door and ran to Africa. Mm. You ain't got to be all the way in in the music industry or the entertainment industry. If you know what's on the other side of that shit, you can be all the way in until you know how deep it is. Yeah. When you think that you can just walk through that motherfucker, that is a, a four foot fucking pond, you can be all the way in. You walk, hey, that's cool. I can get out any time. <laughs> right. When you see this the evil abyss, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be swimming in this motherfucker, man. Maybe sharks I should back here. up a little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. I should back up, man. There's some sharks and gators in here. I ain't even know. I thought it was a little kiddie pool. Mm. That's the industry. The music industry is deep. In all aspects, it can be as fun as you want or as evil as you want. True. There are honorable people in the music industry, and we know it's some motherfucking snakes. Mm -hmm. And it can bring out the worst in people. So I don't expect uh, certain people to be all the way in no more. I think Mm -hmm. when you're coming up, you have to be a part of certain institutions, just like Dave Chappelle established his career in Hollywood, making movies on television. Mm-hmm. Now he's not really participating in that shit no more because he knows what's on the other side of that door when he starts doing that. Mm-hmm. Similarly to guys like Harris, one in the music industry, they were on majors. They still probably get some residual checks from music. They created getting licensed or publishing shit mm-hmm. from all that shit. They're going to always eat off that, but they're not signed. They're not, they're not establishing new shit in that lane because I think they know what's there. So that's just my counterpoint. I can agree with that. So that was number three. Yeah, we're okay. Four yeah, let's do your number four. Your number four. What do you think? It's related to you know your counterpoint. Okay. How long are we gonna hold a grudge, man? <laughs> like how long? How long are we gonna be mad at the Grammys for snubbing us? You know, twenty, fifty, you know, whatever. How many ever many years ago? How to this long? Day. To this day. How, right? <laughs> How long, bro? You know, like at, at what point, you know, it's just it's like being in a relationship, right? Yeah. You know, you you with your girl or your your dude and they they did something to, you yeah. know, piss you off and you know, really hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. But it's been five years. <laughs> and you keep bringing that shit up. Yeah. Then your relationship is gonna be stagnant and it's not gonna grow and you're never gonna get past that. How long are we gonna be mad? How, I mean, like, seriously, how long? Because we do talk about the Grammys every year. Every year. Okay. And every year there's a different subject. Yes. But with what KRS is saying and how he's presenting it, we've had this grudge for 50 years and we ain't letting it go. <laughs> and it's like, bro, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long, how long are you going to be mad at the Grammys? How long? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, at some point. At some point, you guys would be like, "All right, you fuck you 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 fuck with my emotions back then." You know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's try to be amicable now and build yeah, towards yeah. the future. Like, how long are we gonna be mad, man? How yeah. long are we gonna be mad? <laughs> it's funny because yeah, it is a perfect uh, relationship analogy. Yeah, it is. It is because it's like if somebody do you dirty, the only way you can stay with them is if you know you can let it go. You can move past right. it. Right. If you can't move past it and uh, you choose to stay with them, then you're going to be complaining about it all the fucking time 
mm-hmm. taking it out on them in passive aggressive ways and shit. <laughs> and they're gonna be yep. like, motherfucker, that, that was ten years ago. Right, right. Why are you still with me if you still that pissed off? Right, right. But it's like we stuck together. That's why I'm still with you, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I'm stuck. Yeah. I, I can't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's love hate. That's the that's the thin line between love and hate personified. Yeah, that's the real shit. <laughs> it's like there ain't that much of a distance between the two emotions. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's right there. Yeah, right there. And, and truly, on, on some deep shit, you can't you can't truly hate something that you never loved. Right. Exactly. Like there's yeah. there's love, there's hate, and there's indifference. Yeah. You can't go from indifference to hate. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. You didn't right. care what happened with it anyway. Right, but if you love something or you have respect for something, and then it wrongs you, it's you flip that switch and that's hate. Yeah, easily. That's, so I think that's the the Grammy hate. Why it don't go nowhere? Because mm-hmm. it's this largely respected institution that you cannot get around. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be here fifty years down the line. Now at a hundred years of hip hop, we're gonna have the same fucking conversation. And we still gonna be mad. Like, come on, man. That can't be healthy, bro. Like it can't like just like in a relationship, yeah, holding a grudge like that is not healthy for you, period. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Going forward. And just like it's not healthy for hip hop to hold this grudge right. forever. It's not healthy. Well, you know why hip hop is gonna be, have a grudge forever? Because hip hop refused to date other people when they relate. <laughs> this is true. This is facts. This is facts. <laughs> hip hop should have went out and got a new girlfriend. Long time a, ago. Long time ago. Go get another joint who appreciates you. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried it with the Source Awards. We tried that yeah. new thing, but that thing was too turbulent. It was a toxic relationship. <laughs> Very toxic. You know, Very it lasted toxic. a little bit, but it wasn't. It wasn't what we <clears throat> thought. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it didn't look as good as old girl over there. Like, the, the, the you know like yeah that award that's cool you know we tried with mm-hmm. the BT awards it's cool it's a nice little fling but the, it's just it just don't hit like that that Grammy joint man Grammy we look good when we step out with her everybody else like her right right so right. because everybody else like her we think we gotta be with her mm-hmm. yeah the Grammy awards is like the dime like yeah the it's like the dime who just yeah she can do what she want though you can't you can't really right. tell her shit. Right, because she that fine. You yeah, know what I mean? She that fine. You so she like, oh, you wanna leave? Go ahead and leave. hmm I got others. hmm right, I'll, right. I'll replace you in 24. That's how the Grammys are with hip hop. It's like Yeah, my oh, bench is up. deep. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's got plenty of options. Plenty right, of options. Right. You you can't give her ultimatums. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or so it's like until hip hop move on and get a new girlfriend, we're gonna always be bitter at this chick for not choosing mm-hmm. us. And like the the truth be told, the same dynamic is at play with the fucking Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, same all, thing. All these institutions that were created before us, that are without not us in mind, without us in yeah. mind, yeah. we want them to have us at the top of their mind and to prioritize us when they weren't built for that, and they don't have any plans to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, when it when it works for them to acknowledge one of ours, because we've done something so fucking big, they'll do it. Mm-hmm. But that should not be our main joint. We better off getting one joint that's loyal to us. Yeah. Than than being a side piece to a dime. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> like, you just the side joint, man. They hit you up every six months. Like, hey, you wanna take me out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take you out. You pay the bill and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's not that's not for you. 
I think hip hop yeah. needs its own award show. It, it, it's been long enough. We have, we now have billionaires in hip hop. We don't need rock and roll hall of fames. We need a hip hop hall of fame. Mm-hmm. We can put people in position. We can build the institutions. We got two, three generations of people been raised on hip hop. Now it's time. And until then we're going to always be bitter. Man, I, I, oh, just one more thing. Even if we have a hip hop hall of fame. Okay. Then my cat's going to be complaining about that. They will. Like, they will. It's we all, we always got to find something to be mad at, man. Yeah, they will. But at least we got our own John. Yeah. Though, you know what I, I mean? I agree. Like we yeah. need a, you can complain about your wife. Right. Right. I right, can't complain right. about your wife. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Right. So whatever y'all have in house, respect it. Feel y'all that, work that, that out. Yeah. Y'all will work that out. I just think um, right now we having these public spats with a chick who ain't even think about us. Yeah, true. You know, true. Yeah. So, so third string. Yeah, third string. Mad because we not the number one in rotation. Like, dude, you just a rotation player. She, she not mm. much. Yeah. So here's number four. My number four reason. Uh, why Karis One is right is because it's on brand for him. Mm, yeah, above true. Ab- above all the other reasons, right or wrong, certain true. artists should take certain stances at certain times. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they it wasn't to. a surprise. It no. wasn't a surprise. Yeah, Mm-mm. like we'd have probably been shocked if they would have called this man. He would have said, "Yeah, I'll do it." Mm-hmm. Him saying no. Fits his brand perfectly. Like he's always been against the grain. You know what I'm saying? Always been like a guy who was unafraid to say unpopular things at the time. And looking back, a lot of those things were right. I mean, look, look at, look at, I was 15 years old, 14 years old. I think I was, I was working at McDonald's. I remember edutainment came out and he was rapping about not eating meat. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? About the dangers of beef. Beef. What a relief. When would this poisonous product cease? This mm-hmm. is an announcement. You can eat it or you can doubt it. And he just goes on this amazing rhyme about the process of, of what goes on into the beef you eat. And it's like he was so ahead. Of, he was talking about being vegan and plant-based and vegetarian and all this shit in 1986, 87, yeah. 92. Like, it's like, what? How? It wasn't popular. Wasn't nobody having no conversations about that then. They don't eat beef. Man, get this man out of here. Give me a pork chop. Everybody still eat meat. Mm-hmm. Wasn't no uh uh like vegan options. Wasn't no vegan restaurants. True. He was 30 years ahead of the curve. <laughs> and I think that's his brand, though. Yeah. He yeah. might not be right right now to the masses, but for him. And what he's always been about, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree with that. You can't, like, that's something you can't argue with. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. It's completely on brand. Yes. You know, for if he would have came out in support of it, it would have been weird. You're like, damn, KRS was doing that? Yeah, like, mm, yeah, it would have been surprised. weird. Like, they must have wrote him a big check. Mm-hmm. You know? So, yeah. So, uh, that's number four. We'll take a break and we'll come back with the last joint. All right. Sup everybody, got some big news to share with you all today. I'm proud to announce that for the first time, I will be opening up my artist coaching and consulting services to the public. 
I have been doing it for several years behind the scenes, helping artists and small businesses achieve their goals, but it's never been something that I made publicly available nor anything that I promoted until now. So if you're an artist or a small business owner, I'm now available to be booked for one-on-one -on -one sessions designed to help you achieve your goals as quickly and as efficiently as possible. If this is something that you're interested in, email me at superdutytoughwork at waitlist.net. Tell me a little bit about yourself and we'll get the ball rolling from there. I look forward to working with you all. Peace. This is your weekly reminder that we have two books that you as a listener or watcher of this podcast need to absolutely own. The first is the 10 traits of successful hip hop artists. And the second is the social media cheat code. Both of these books were released within the last year. The 10 traits of successful hip hop artists is a book where I go through the stories and explain the traits that uh, are behind the success of some of the biggest names in hip hop today. Um, the book has got nothing but amazing feedback. And if you are an artist, business person, whatever you do, if you would like to be inspired and would like to learn more about hip hop along the way and also see some some reinforcement of the concepts that we talk about on this podcast, the 10 traits of successful hip hop is for you. Second book is the social media cheat code. That is for everyone who listens to this podcast who does not uh, consider themselves an expert or really good at social media. It's not for super experienced people. It's actually for people who are on social media, but are not getting the results you need. So what we did is I broke down like 12 or 13 strategies that I use all the time that actually work really well for me. I put it into book. I gave you examples and I tell you how to implement it. That's a book you absolutely need as a listener to this podcast, watcher this podcast. If you're on YouTube, supporting these books actually goes a long way towards supporting the podcast. So uh, to support the show, if you like what we do, obviously we don't necessarily get paid to do this shit. So support the products and services that we create. And these two books are a big part of that. We appreciate your support and uh, back to the show. All right, folks, we back. Super duty, tough work. You know, we're talking about Karis One. Was he right to boycott the Grammys? And uh, was he saying right? Having a little debate today, mm -hmm. if you call it that. We got one more bullet point on this debate. You know, we will let Illogic have the floor to make his last and final point. My last point is, is that the award show, the balance of the award show, it was balanced. It, it showed every aspect of hip hop music pretty much from start to finish. There was the native tongue section where you had diggable planets. You had, you know, um, the, uh, uh, De La Soul, Jungle Brothers. Um, you know, like there was, there was the West coast section. There was the down South section. They, they represented the music in my opinion, very well. And even the few newer artists that were there, you know, was a good, um, a good sign. And, and they kind of showed the lineage of some things. Yeah. And I think it was, if you really watched it for what it was, as far as being a celebration and it was almost a, a, a crash course, you know what I'm saying? In the evolution of hip hop, you know, from having, you know, JJ fad on there. Cause they started out with the women. They had queen Latifah, Moni love JJ fad, you know, and Spinderella was DJing. They had fucking Rakim. They had, you know, uh, Public Enemy. They had, you know what I'm saying? Like they they went kind of down the line with everybody that would show up. Yeah. And 
the balance was there. So it didn't show hip hop music as a monolith like, you know, a lot of radio does. A lot of the video shows do. So even with people that are novice, you know, people at hip hop and only really mess with what's popular and what's playing on the radio. A lot of that was new. It did do some teaching as far as the lineage, at least of hip hop music. And that's something that can't be denied that they did do. You know, like everything that they did was not wrong. Like my biggest issue with this whole KRS thing is that you're acting like the Grammys have never done anything right by us. Like it's like it's always been bad. Yeah. You know, and the fact that they were a balanced show that showed the 50 years, I thought that was something that was amazing. And, it, you know, if my kids did watch it, they learned something from watching it. And on top of that, you know, with. Um, Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, you know, boycotting the first Grammys and having them be the headliner of that show. I thought that was a real dope, you know, 360, you know, situation where it's like, yeah, we snubbed you. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day. But here's how we're going to try to write that situation. And especially with Will Smith, you know, like it's a it's a controversial thing, you yeah. know, with him. But having him and Jazzy Jeff reunite on that, I thought that was really dope. And it really, you know, I think it was it was a teaching moment as well as, you know, having the balance of all of hip hop music. Dope. Excellent point. Excellent point. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't say nothing about that. I, I agree. Um, so I'm going to do my last point. And it kind of, you know, has to do with that one, because, yeah, just like they you feel like they did teach. I think what. The the fifth reason why I think Harris one is right is he's right because he has to remind everyone about the anti-establishment nature mm-hmm. of hip hop. Mm-hmm. And at sometimes when hip hop gets into these establishment type of situations, you forget that it was the voice of the youth, that it's the voice of the street, it's the voice of the that it's rebellious, that it's anti-culture, that it, you know what I'm saying, anti-establishment. You forget these things because hip-hop has been a dominant commercial force in music for so long mm-hmm. that people are starting to forget what it was uh, and its true spirit. Mm-hmm. Whether people participate or not, I think that it's good to have someone, some people, in this shit who never forget that Mm -hmm. because hip hop is in bed with so many people that his message has now been so compromised. Yeah. You know, the more corporate money you take, the more these type of events you do, the more you got to kind of clean up your shit. The more you, the the, you know what I'm saying? You can't be talking certain shit in certain spaces. They don't Mm -hmm. want all that rebellious shit in here. They want the clean dressed up tuxedo hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't they don't want the hip hop that says fuck the Grammys. But cuz I think he made a great point there like if you would have put that on national TV and you'd have had certain cats up there, it would have definitely been some sneak disses of the Grammys in them rhymes. Yeah, definitely. Somebody would have said something cuz that's just how we are. Mm-hmm. Especially let anybody who could freestyle up there. They just they'd have changed the bar. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? It wouldn't it didn't went through the whole rehearsal saying it one way. Mm-hmm. Live audience they to flip that bar and everybody, oh, he said that about the Grammy. <laughs> so you'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, how did that slip through? They'd have to edit it on TV on a the, the satellite delay. Mm-hmm. Like, what was said? Oh, he said this line about the Grammys, and somebody would have done it. Yeah. So I think he was right in that aspect, but it's more like 
we can we can be both. We can also te- we can teach like you're saying, but we also have to really remind people of what hip hop was at its inception in spirit and its energy. Because if we don't, we'll never know. Like, here's an example. You and I know this from just like coming up in Columbus, right? There was a time in Columbus you couldn't book hip hop in most of these venues. Facts. When we first started, we were playing shows in Bernie's, right? Mm-hmm. Because Bernie's was like this little dirty ass basement rock club. Prism had a weekly there, but outside of that, you could not. This was in 98 to like 2000 time frame, mm-hmm. 97, 98 mm-hmm. to 2000. You could not book hip hop in none of these venues. None of the venues on the main strip on High Street uh, campus, you could not book it. Yep. They didn't believe in none of this shit. Even though you had all this shit in the underground bubble, you had all this shit. Hip hop had been around for all them years, was still the number one genre then. But to us, the, the we came up at a time where we had to fight to get in those venues. Right. We had to fight to get uh like when the first time we booked like this place, Scully's, we had a we had our own guy on the door mm-hmm. with the clicker. You know what I'm saying? Cause we didn't trust them. Because they had jerked us for so long and not give us a spot. We're like, nah, we coming in there with our own staff. We got motherfucker doing this, motherfucker doing that. We watching every aspect of this. Mm-hmm. Be- but that's how unfamiliar it was. But think about that. Our whole generation, eventually, and we were the first groups paying most of those clubs because yeah. we yeah. were we were focused on that. Like, nah, we've got to get out of these into those real venues. As we got into the real venues, we started getting more casual fans. Yeah, Fans who were not just like us. Rappers and mm-hmm. MCs and DJs and producers. We start getting casual fans. The generation of people doing hip hop in the city will never experience that. Nah, and they don't understand what it took. No. You know, because on some real shit, we had to kind of sneak in. Like the reason that we started to get booked, because remember, I got that alive artist to watch thing. Yep. I was the first hip hop to perform at Scully's. Yeah. During that thing. Yeah. And then we started to get booked. They yeah. like, oh. And I think also because of the type of music that we did yeah to you know we didn't have crazy fans we we weren't the prototypical you know whatever what every middle american person thought hip-hop was you know and that's what that's why they didn't book hip-hop because they thought it was some rowdy shit you know people gonna fuck up our our venue and they saw that you know for lack of a better term they saw we were safe you know what i'm saying and our fans wasn't like that we just like to fucking party and make music that's it and, and here's the thing too, we had it was a progression for us. Mm-hmm. We didn't go straight to the 500, 700 cap room. Oh no, nah, we packed out the 100 cap room, and we packed out, sold out the 200 cap room, then we packed out, sold out the 400 cap room. By the time we got to that 500, 700 cap room, it was easy. Yeah, undeniable. They, you can't oh, deny yeah. it. They was bidding for our shows then. Mm-hmm. Like all those, those venues who were all in the same area, we said, "Hey, we got the show. Which one of y'all want it?" We e- email them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. we'll give you this much for it we'll give you this deal for it we want it right that was none of these groups now will ever know what it's like to go to a venue in this city that does not fuck with hip hop right. and on no level because right. that shit has been knocked down fucking 15 years ago yeah damn near 20 years ago that shit has been knocked down right but they don't know so like they can easily forget it, it don't take but one generation to not facing that resistance mm-hmm. then it's gone it's gone 
And so now what I think with hip hop, what we got with the Grammys, how's that relate? I think we now have a generation who is not necessarily anti-establishment like that. Yeah. It don't take but one. I think that was why Karis one is, is saying the specific things he said. He said, hip hop is this hip hop is that this element is always in a part of it. Granted, that's always part of his brand, but I don't see that in mass as the energy on some hip hop shit. Everybody just want the validation mm-hmm. and it's okay to teach the history. I think that's right. I agree with you hundred percent. I think, but we also need to make sure we don't lose that part of what hip hop is because each generation, the better it gets for them, the quicker they forget or have no idea what the other generation did to get them there and how many sacrifices were made and how much they had to go against the grain to make progress. So, yeah, I mean, I, I completely, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, there has to be, if you're going to teach the history, teach all the history. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Teach the good and the bad. You yeah. Know? It's, it's just like, you know, back in the day when you learned about slavery in school and black history month and all that, you only learned about, you know, Rosa Parks and Martin Luther King. You ain't yeah. learn about Malcolm. You ain't learn yeah. about Marcus Garvey. You ain't yeah. learn about the people who were really, anti-establishment and did it you know in the face of the establishment right and they took somebody like martin and watered him down you know what i'm saying and that's what the establishment does to us so yeah there's there's definitely definitely ways to teach but you have to teach all of it and not just the part that looks nice so i feel that right so yeah so that's it for this week that's it for this week man you know hope y'all got something out of this little uh you know debate you know i hope that if you listen to this on monday morning you know, Christmas is a week away. I don't know if we're going to, I'm about to be out of town for Christmas. So, um, don't think we're going to have a Christmas episode unless we knock out one this week, you know, mm. just drop it. But otherwise we'll be seeing y'all, you know, the next week. Top of the year. Top of the year. <laughs> New Year's John, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think New Year's, maybe we'll set some goals and stuff, stuff. Maybe, maybe we should start yeah. out New Year's with just like a, a top three goal setting episode or something. Yeah. So if you at home, listen to this, you know, understand you know we ain't done no challenges in a minute it's time to get back on that yeah we're gonna have some creative challenges we're gonna have some some fitness challenges mm, which is needed it's needed oh, i've been struggling over here bro just need it bro bro oh man your man is up I, I ain't trying to be up like this man i ain't trying to be fat you know what i'm saying so yeah, we're gonna do it and so if you're at home just get ready you know eat all you want on you know christmas but don't go crazy because we're gonna be on your head about dropping the pounds at the top of the year getting right so uh that's it and we'll see y'all next week all right peace peace thank you for listening to super duty tough work subscribe to the podcast on itunes Follow the podcast on SoundCloud. Peace. Shoot, I got styles already that's more complex that nobody know about. I mean, super duty tough work, huh? <laughs>